Alright, I got it. You ready? Yo, Krubies, this is an HMC Studios Presents the movie Sick. I am joined with Erica from the Horror Cafe. Hey. Again. I'm back. I know. Yeah. You're like a bona fide member. It's my second home. I know, dude. You came in. I like the new background, by the way. It doesn't look like you're just like a floating head. I had to. I felt <laughs> so bad in the stabbies. I'm like, oh my God. I literally look like a ghost. You did a little bit look like a ghost. <laughs> it was appropriate, but you know. It made sense. Much. It made sense. But I mean, you know, living in Florida, I would have thought you would have been like a darker ghost. <laughs> right? All the suntan. Yeah, Not you so would much. think. I don't know. Do you guys have like, I don't know, does your skin like immune to being sunburned because it's in the sun all the time? To be honest, so when I was younger, I used to tan easier. Now, only my limbs tan. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that sounds weird, but like my chest. And if I have like a two piece on, yeah, it turns red. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. And I used to not be that way. And I'm the worst Floridian because I avoid the sun if I can. Okay. Well, it's a lot. You, go. There, you live in the sunny state. And I think, is that what you guys call it? The sunny state? The sunshine state. The sunshine state. And you avoid the sun. Well, as you can tell from my complexion here, <laughs> I burn everywhere so i've just covered it all with ink that way when it's sunburnt you can't it masks see it. it yeah you yeah. have no idea it's all good it's maybe the... that's what i should do to this down there you go <laughs> just start once oh, you start you can't stop so just so you know it's addictive it's very addictive it is i have three so i understand yeah you'll like... get there someday you'll be covered next time i see you have a big face tat I know. Here you go. <laughs> it covers the red. <laughs> uh, that'd be oh great. But we are here to talk about the movie Sick. I sincerely apologize. I think I've put this off like the last four weeks. So I will take full blame. I mean, we were working. Got a little sick. Ha -ha. That's true. Here we go with the puns again. I'm telling you, we are a punny group, us. <laughs> yeah, we are. I think I did get sick, right? Yeah. And remember when I asked you sick question mark and you're like, no, I'm not sick anymore. I'm like, great. But I mean, the movie, you didn't even care about my health. You're I felt like, so bad. I care. I you, care. It, you didn't. It's okay. I'm not upset. I, I have a podcast with these two people. They All they do is make fun of me. So it's fine. They do come on you hard. That That's sounds fine. weird. But you know what I mean? I wish you wouldn't have said that because it I know. made me puke in my mouth a little bit. I know. But that's okay. Now I do feel sick. Got it. Which is the why the whole reason that we're here. So I think, did I watch this first or did you watch it first? Because I remember we were talking about it. You watched it first. Yet again, you mentioned you liked it. I saw your letterbox score and I'm like, all right, let me let me go watch this. And here we are again, kind of like fresh. You oh, convinced yes. me. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm here and for. I'm here. People disagree with me all the time about my takes on things and the way I feel about movies. But you know what? They keep listening. They sure do. And we keep coming here. That's so. true. That's true. A lot of coming in this episode. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> coming back for more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's going to uh, be a fun one, clearly. Uh, YouTube's already <laughs> blocked it. I'm getting demonetized as we speak. But Oh, no. That's okay. Edit matter. out. <laughs> ah, who's got time for that? So No one. I loved this movie. Yeah, I, it was like, I'm surprised that it, it was on Peacock. It went straight to Peacock, right? Yeah. Which 
I'm surprised because I think here's the thing. I think it's a double edged sword because I feel like if it had went to theaters, I would have probably went to see it because it was a Kevin Williamson okay. movie. And I, no surprise, I'm a huge Kevin Williamson fan. Um, okay. I probably would have went to see it, but I feel like that it got pushed more and people were more positive about it because it was so readily available on Peacock, which also I think helped with the word of mouth of it because people did like YouTube reviews and all these podcast yeah. episodes on it. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it, would have, it should have been released in theaters or streaming was the way to go? I think it should have been released in theater. This would have been, cause I'll comment on it, but I think this would have been a visual experience at the theater. Like, mm. and there's a lot of good suspense moments, scare moments that I think with, a loud theater, a dark theater, because this movie, I'm gonna, is dark, yes. lighting wise. So I think being in a really pitch black room is important because it's like really dark. Mm-hmm. And I just think it deserved it. I mean, it, it's great that it came on streaming and you can watch it at home, but I think it could have been a good movie theater experience. I think so too, especially with the score and the soundtrack mm-hmm. that it had in it, because I made a comment. I don't know if it was. You know what? I think I did an instant reaction to this movie and never posted it. <gasps> I suck so hard, dude. I have I sat on two episodes of The Last of Us for like a week that I had recorded oh, and, damn. and just never had time to edit the, the videos. So I was stuck in a hotel room earlier this week and I like knocked them both out and got them posted. But then I'm like, at this point, who cares what I think about this show <laughs> those episodes because they were like two weeks ago. So... Damn it. I think I did record an instant reaction. Never posted it. Maybe post it first and then post this. What a failure I am. Never. My mother is probably so disappointed. You were sick. You were sick. Sick. (laughs) Did it again. But I made a comment, I think in that instant reaction video, that I felt Mm -hmm. like this movie was Scream meets uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Did you see that movie? Yes. And that's actually a pretty good leading more towards scream but like the generation is bodies 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 like that young i don't know what that is a gen z now i don't really know what that is anymore i, I just like call them un- unemployed is what i call them but <laughs> yeah because in both movies <laughs> it's the same situation <laughs> uh, it's like i look at all my analytics and i don't have many viewers under the age of 26 so we don't either there you it's- go it's actually like above, I think it's 30s and up are like hmm. the biggest age bracket. God, I feel so old now. I'm like shaming these kids. I'm like, I got a job when I was 18. What are you guys doing with your lives? I know. And they're just out partying and having fun. And I'm like, oh, you suck. I'm here like working at a retail. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to pay for college, man. Oh, we're such haters. Oh, well, what are you going to do? But... But yeah. that is a good description of it. Um, it definitely had a lot of Scream vibes, and I actually watched it before coming onto this episode. And I saw a lot of it more the second time because now I'm paying more attention to it than the initial shock of consuming the movie. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of moments you're like, oh, very Scream like. See, me knowing it was Kevin Williamson, I went into it like looking for it. I'm like, he's either going to yeah. go all in or he's going to like try to stray away from it and he didn't in my opinion didn't stray away from it at all but um i did write down the synopsis so i lied i did take a little bit of notes my notes consist of three actors 
and okay. the synopsis. So for anybody that doesn't know what this movie is about, I'm not sure why you're listening, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> for instance, my aunt might listen to this and she doesn't watch horror movies. She actually likes to listen to the HMC podcast, tell the story of the horror movie that we do. That's, you know, through our section. Mm-hmm. And then we, she's like, I don't have to watch it. So I don't have to watch any of the stuff. I still know what the movie's about. So brief, that's what synops- we're doing. brief synopsis. So due to the pandemic, Parker and her best friend Mary decide to quarantine to the family lake house or so they are wait family lake house alone or so they think dot dot dun, dun, dot dun. pretty good synopsis I like it doesn't lead you know doesn't reveal too much and that is basically what happens this movie is very very um stripped down honestly like you've got minimal characters yep Story, in my opinion, is really good. The yep. setting is in one location. It's one day, I guess. Yeah, it's over the course of an evening, so it's yeah. well, a day because it starts in the morning. Yeah, I guess with the with the exception of the opening scene, but we'll just right jump into that opening scene, which is what snagged me from the get go because I was like, you know, he's a, so there's this kid we don't know who he is. He's in a convenience store and he's getting these texts like that somebody's watching him, very scream esque, very Kevin Williamson. Yep. And what I love about it is you see the difference between the generation of when Scream took place and still the even in with Scream 5 with Jenna Ortega she's like joking with the person at first which I yeah. guess Drew Barrymore kind of does in the first Scream but mm-hmm. then it turns pretty serious pretty quick but you can see this kid is just thinks this is one big joke the whole time in my opinion. Because with Drew Barrymore, she kind of flirted initially is how I kind of took it. And then it did take a very bad turn. He kind of initially, because the first text is, I think, want to party or something like that. And he initially responds, yeah, where or who or who is this? Yeah. So it's like he is kind of flirting back. But then when they give off like really creepy vibes in the text, he's like, basically, fuck off. Right. And then what's really freaky is that he's in line at the grocery store and the person keeps texting and now sends a picture because it says nice ass. Yes. We're back with ass, by the of way. Of course. Why not? <laughs> and um, he he's like, oh, shit, this person is watching me, which is I have home invasion issues. <laughs> I mean, it's scary. <laughs> this could happen. That's yeah. what makes these home invasion movies very scary because it's very possible and now with technology this is fucking scary you know yes exactly i think williamson kevin webbs does a good job of incorporating that into his storylines like scream has here i go this basically i wanted to do this episode so i could talk about scream if you haven't caught on yet but i caught it uh, yeah (laughs) um even like as the scream movies progress the technology i know you haven't watched all of them which is very saddening and disappointing to me but um I'll just have mm. no other option but to get over it at this point. But they they incorporate like the latest technology into those movies. And I think this movie also does it. But even on a bigger scale, it incorporates the pandemic in, into the movie, which yeah. I had said all like since the start of this thing. I'm like, I don't, I hope that this stuff doesn't bleed into TV shows and bleed into movies. I don't want to see a movie about the pandemic, right? And then sure as shit, Kevin Williamson releases a movie about the pandemic and I watch it like the first night it comes out or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm in, right? So total yep. fanboy. But I, 
the other thing with that that scene is yes it's very much like scream and you see how he is reacting to these text messages of somebody watching him and sending him a picture but Mm -hmm. for abby and i when we watched it it was the fact that like this was very very much how a lot of places were there's like nothing on the shelves everybody's freaking out and toilet paper yeah the toilet paper issue and then the thing that really hit me was when somebody sneezes or something in the store and everybody like backs away from the person is like oh no like it's like man we actually did this stuff so i was waiting for a movie to come out with the pandemic in it especially a horror movie i was waiting for it and it could have either gone really well yeah like this movie or it could have gone very bad um and I made a note about that, that the minute that girl sneezed, like everybody just looked at her like she literally was an infection. Yes. And what makes this movie, I think, work, too, is that the people that are watching this are our generation. Probably we watch Scream kind of grew up with it, even though we were too young. But mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. cares? Of course. And we can relate to what's going on there because we literally went through that and it. It was weird to see it because it almost feels like it never did happen. Or or it happened forever ago, right? Right. And it was it's only three years, three years, basically. And it's just really freaky. I mean, it it kind of seems dated already, but it's not. It's not that long ago and it worked well. It was just weird to kind of like go back to that. It was because it was so realistic as to what we were actually living through and how people reacted and how people treated each other and to some degree still treat each other. But mm-hmm. for me, it was like the fact that I looked at that and I was like, I cannot believe we did this stuff. Like when he, so he gets through the grocery, he goes home and he's like wiping his groceries down. I'm like, we did this shit. Like we brought the groceries in, you'd wipe the cereal boxes down, you made the door, uh, the, the, because we got deliver, groceries delivered during the pandemic. Yeah. So, You didn't interact with the person. They sat all your stuff on the front porch. You went out with gloves on and got the little baggies. You brought them in. You wiped everything down. Like you cleaned all your vegetables and stuff. Like it was like, it's It's still asinine to me that, that we did that. And then when he walks out of the grocery store and he bumps into the guy and he's like, where's your mask, bro? And he's like, he's like, I'm outside. Like what? Right. Like, what are we doing here? Like in the moment, we yep. did this stuff because we were told to do it or because we had to, or we felt like it was the right thing to do. But looking back at it now, it's like mm-hmm. crazy to me. It's freaky. <laughs> and when we watch this 10 years from now, because this is a very rewatchable movie, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, because we love this movie. So, I mean, it is what it is. Right. Um, Or when your kids get older or whatever, if you're watching this with a friend later, like, oh my God, do you remember going through that? Even... To the detail of the the arrows on the grocery store yes. floor because they pan on it. Right. Because he looks at it. And, you know, when you're out in the pandemic and you he took a moment to take a breath because it's so annoying to wear the mask and it's hot and it's, you know, you're breathing on yourself. Like even that little detail in the grocery store was like, yeah, we all went through this shit. Right. And it's, it's weird because when you watch other like, pandemic like movies or if they talk about like the flu back when you know early centuries and stuff but you're like i don't i don't know what that's like we didn't live through that shit 
and now we do. Evidently, but the crazy thing to me also is that um, Pearl. Uh, did you watch Pearl? Yes. Okay, I'm not going to go on. The a, flu is in that one, I think. The I think it's the Spanish flu Spanish or flu. something. But yeah. it was crazy. I'm not going to go on a tangent about how much I dislike that movie. <laughs> Mia Goth did fantastic. I'm going to be positive. I've turned a new leaf. I'm being positive. Mia Goth did fantastic. <laughs> She was. Despite the movie not being that good, in my opinion. However, it was crazy to me that they incorporated that into that movie because, I mean, it was in that time period and that was going on and it was something very, very uh, pertinent during that time. But it's crazy to me that we had our, we didn't obviously, but like our country had already went through something very similar to what we were doing. And even though it was, I think, what was Pearl in 19, what, what, the 20s, I think? I think so. Either 20s or 30s. So very early. So basically 100 years later. And True. Yeah. We're 100 years later and we pretty much did the same exact thing. That's wild. I didn't even think about that shit. Like, <laughs> but even when that happens in Pearl, even though it's it's a different a pandemic at that time you can kind of relate to it now right because it's the same shit it's your it's a mask it's some kind of virus like that and even that's kind of relatable now but this one in particular is just like it really took you back in this movie yeah for, so it, it was really well done it wasn't cheesy at all right like, i thought it was super attention to detail from that tape on the grocery store to wiping the groceries um, even when he gets in the car, he puts he uses hand sanitizer yes. when he gets in. I'm like, oh my god! I'm not gonna I- lie, I'm a mild germaphobe. I always have been, so I am the hand sanitizer guy. I used to have this friend at my mm-hmm. previous job, and he would make fun of me, and he was like, "You are the people that are gonna cause a huge countrywide <laughs> outbreak of some disease because the more you guys use that stuff, the more immune other things get to it and it's going to stop working and it's going to make everybody sick. He was like, you putting hand sanitizer on every three hours is not good for society. And I'm like, shut up. So then the pandemic Listen. happened and then we're selling it by the gallon yeah. so we can keep Jack Daniels in business, right? We're like, we're going to keep <laughs> Tito's and Jack Daniels and yeah. all these liquor companies in business. So we're going to let them make hand sanitizer. Listen, I use hand sanitizer because, I mean, I work in medicine and I use this right. all the time. Like, <laughs> don't tell me that. <laughs> like, that shit's protecting me right now. Hey, the new, a new outbreak came out. What's the first thing they told you to do? Use hand sanitizer. So I'm going to say that I was exactly. correct, even if I was not. But I agree with you. The attention to detail in this movie made it not cheesy because it could have been very, very cheesy. And it's those little details, like you said, that made it... Really, it really took you back into that time frame, even though I don't want to go back into that time frame. <laughs> but no thanks. <laughs> for me, again, it was just crazy how we actually did that stuff. But he comes home, he wipes off his groceries, he puts them away. And I think he's continuing to get text messages, right? It's all through text. Well, and in the car, the, the unknown, because that's how the text looks, is calling him now. Mm he it called him once in the car. I believe when he got to the house, I just saw this and I don't even. That's all right. When he gets to the house, it becomes pretty action packed in there um, because he's wiping it down. He gets distracted because one of his doors is open. That's right. And I mean, for me, that's like a major red flag that the minute I walk in the house, I lock my door. So if I saw that, I'd be like panicking. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. 
who the fuck is in here like yeah. that's not okay like he very he took that very nonchalant but you know like any human being oh maybe i didn't really close the door yeah. he was distracted groceries and it's that he's watching tv he was watching the news actually about mm. covid and then all of a sudden you see a like a you know black figure in a closet that's watching right him yes and then all this little action ensues. And I absolutely love this whole kill scene, opening scene with this. Yeah. Because the camera work, um, and in particular, when he's getting st- or almost getting stabbed through the window, it's the way the camera goes from like looking at him to the point of view of the knife and then like farther up into the killer. I don't know. It's the way it did it. I I love it. I don't, it was so well done. I remembered it from the first time and then seeing it again. Now I'm like, yeah, I really like this scene. It's really good. There's a scene in the, it's either daredevil or the punisher. One of those series that were on Netflix. Now they're on Disney plus, but um, they do an action scene and I think it's daredevil. But John Bernthal's in it. So maybe it's... I don't remember. It's on one of those. And it's a single cam action scene. That's what that reminds me of. Because it's... I don't know if they did this with a single cam, but it really feels that way. And it makes you feel like you're like kind of there while it's happening. Right. But it's all filmed so well because mm-hmm. there's so much going on. But I also love that in this fight scene is that it's very much like scream or that you can tell this is just a person right because he's fighting back yeah. throughout the entire movie the people fight back and they're able to hurt the killer and we'll get to yeah. what happens to, to the killer later but um mm-hmm. i like that he's able to fight back and at one point he like almost gets away and you you feel like okay maybe he's gonna get out of this and this is gonna be like one of our main characters mm-hmm Obviously, that doesn't happen, but I no. I love how brutal it is because like he's stabbing him and they're fighting back and hitting each other and and just when you think he's gonna get out, he obviously doesn't. He gets stabbed and killed. Um, again, very much like Scream. It the kill happens and then it cuts to who our main characters actually are, which are Parker and Miri. But I think if it the movie had just started, like I could see that being where a lot of other movies would just start, is you have Parker and Mary walking out of school, get it to their mm-hmm. car, and that dialogue starts, versus what Kevin Williamson did with this movie and the writing of it, where you have that opening kill scene, very much like what Scream does. The action starts right out of the gate and, and starts to build, build the story from that point, even though you don't know how it connects to the main plot yet. Right. Kind of like Scream, where you don't know where it connects because you don't see the same character again. You just you're left with poor dead Drew Barrymore. And now you're (laughs) left with poor dead Tyler. And yes, that's one note I made for the whole movie is that all these characters fight back and really well. Right. Like it's even more believable than, you know, Scream has a few people fighting back pretty well. Drew Drew Barrymore did good, but I mean, these people like really, and I'll comment more later, but even Tyler, I was like rooting for him. I'm like, oh my God, look at this guy. He's really getting the, the he's going to get out of this shit. Yeah. And he doesn't, poor guy. But I really like the fight that they put up because I assume, and hopefully, God forbid this ever happens to any of us, like that's how I'm going to go. Like I'm going to fight with, I'm going to throw everything at you. Right. Like, I'll use everything in the house to fight my way out. But 
great opening scene. And yeah, now we meet uh, Parker and Miri. And it, it's the same thing with the pandemic again. Like even seeing the masks and seeing people talk with the mask on is so weird. So I still have to use them at work, which is very frustrating. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So I still kind of know what it's like. Okay. Because I still have to wear that every day at work. It's like so annoying. But it's but seeing it on TV is like still shocking, even though I see it at work every day. Right. Because it's a student. It's not, you know, a workplace. And it's like, yep, we, we had to do that. And then where you had the friend who was like, oh, we're outside. We don't have to wear a mask because Miri's a med student from what it seems like. Uh -huh. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, and she's very like, put your mask on, and uh, Parker's like, but we're outside, and then she's there like posting selfies. <laughs> They're talking about like a party that happened, and she, it seems like she's trying to make a, maybe a boyfriend, whatever he is, jealous with another guy. Right. And she posted like herself kissing this guy um, with a certain song, which comes into play huh, later uh -huh. in the movie. Uh-huh. So... And then um, what we're what we're gathering is, is that they're going to go together to a lake to quarantine. Right. I love the it... dynamic between the two of them because Miri yes. uh, is very like uptight. Where's your mask? And, and Parker's like, we're outside. I don't need a mask. And then they get in the mm -hmm. car. It's like, are you going to put your mask on? And, and you can just tell Parker because we had those types of people, which I think is what yeah. he's trying to write is that you have the person that could give two shits less and wasn't going to wear the mask unless somebody made them. And then you have the other person that was overly cautious and would have worn the mask if they were at home by themselves. Like, right. And I think that he did a good job of writing those two characters. Um, but mm -hmm. yet they're still friends and they still like love each other as friends. Like, and, and you see that through Miri's uh, worry about Parker's lifestyle because Parker has been partying, etc. And I didn't catch it at first until later in the movie when it's brought up. But when she posts that video of her partying and making out with this other guy, she put mm -hmm. like hashtag COVID on my face or something. So I think this was one of those COVID parties. You remember people were having these? Yeah, I remember that. I think, I remember that. I think that's what that was. It was a COVID party. So basically a bunch of kids got together to try to get it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was to get their immune system built up. I don't it, it, Seth Who knows? <laughs> always brings up about uh, chicken pox parties when he was a kid that like the, if one kid oh. got chicken pox, like parents would all get their kids together. So their kids would get the chicken pox and they would all be done with it and get it over with. Yeah. I, I did hear about that. I relate. He, he relates it to that. He was like, I don't know. We used to do it back in the, you know, cause he's old as shit. He's like 150. <laughs> Set. So he's like back, back in the nineteen, back, back before the Spanish flu. So yes, yeah, Seth. I mean, he lived through the Spanish flu, so Seth knows a little bit about what's going Damn, on. Damn, you <laughs> aged him really bad. He looks good for one hundred fifty. Looks though. good. <laughs> uh, but did you find it hilarious that as soon as they get to the cab, so? Miri makes Parker wear her mask until they get to the cabin. And as soon as they get to the cabin, like neither of them are wearing their masks and they're walking around. Yeah. And I was like, that's so, kind of odd. I didn't understand. That's where, but I think this also happened in real life, right? Where there were people like that, like a Miri wear it in the car. But then 
it's like they laxed a little bit. And right. I think that's what ended up happening. Maybe um, I think people maybe felt bad or felt pressured or unpressured, whatever the situation may be. And I mean, logically, they were in the same car together for how long? Right. I mean, at that point, at least you're quarantined together, which was the whole point. That's true. And maybe that's why she took it off because something happens in a little bit too that I'm like, uh, what happened? <laughs> why with the mask and her again? So I think it's just like, it's like you give up or mm-hmm. it's just like, fuck it. We're right. all in the same room already. It is what it is. But I did notice that too. I was like, well, looks like Mary's on vacation now. Right. <laughs> why? Well, it, it was funny to me because we had a uh, an event that we went to. And during the event, everybody had to wear a mask. And it was like in a co- like a conference room, right? So everybody had to mm-hmm. wear your mask, whatever. But then we would all go out to dinner in a smaller room and nobody would <laughs> wear a mask and eat dinner and like pass around bottles of wine. And it was like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, that defeats the purpose at that point. I mean, right. eating together, you're, there's spit everywhere. Exactly. And you know me, I'm making everybody laugh, so they're spitting food and water out anyway. So, like, I, you know, it just happens, right? I made Lucy spit all of her water out at dinner tonight all over her sub. We had to make her a new <laughs> sub because she spit her water out all over it. She uh, got a soggy sub. She did. She had a soggy sub. Nobody <laughs> wants a soggy sub. That sucks ass. That's right. We had to get her, and it was bologna too. So you know, it's oh, high quality God. meat. Dude, she'll only eat the the qu- most quality of beefs. She'll. It's not even beef. It's pork, I think. But I do I like know. bologna, but a soggy. Oh God. A soggy, soggy. bologna sandwich. You, you're like, how could a bologna sandwich get any worse? Let's spit some water soggy. on it. There you go. So Aww, you owe her a sandwich. I, we made her another one. She's fine. Oh, okay. She's kid, fine. This kid's she's good. Kids are good. They're they, resilient. They don't miss a meal. They're fine. They ate a bunch of strawberries that killed everything. But once oh, they got to the house, <laughs> I think they go down to the lake to swim, and that is yeah. when they get their first text message from uh, unknown, unknown, which is the same as the beginning of the movie. Yes, it's uh, Parker who gets it. Yes, she gets it inside the house. Um, and she same th- I same thing. She replies like, "Who is this?" Dot 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 question mark. And then at when they're actually at the like little dock, the text now says, "Oh, jump in! The water's great," or something along That's those right. lines. I mean, I'd be pretty freaked out whether it's somebody you know because she she thinks it's the guy DJ who's her whatever he is right. in her life, and it's like, why would he do that through unknown? Like, I don't know that. If that's somebody you like, that's kind of creepy. That should be very red flagish either right. way. Like this goes back to like fresh where you're like, what are you doing, <laughs> dude? That's kind of weird. Um, but she blocks this number. So I have this question. If you get an unknown text, would you even entertain it? Like I wouldn't. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Well, it depends I, on what it says because I do get texts from numbers I don't know, but it's because of like work-related stuff. So I have to yeah. try to figure out who it is. Usually I'll just call them to find out who it is and what they want. But um, yeah, if I got a text like that, I would be a little worried yeah. because they can see me and they know I'm at the lake. But did she right. put on her social media that they were going to the lake? Yes, she posted because that's how um, DJ finds out that they're there because she does post which again is like 
stop posting that stuff because it's very unsafe. I've gotten very par- paranoid with that kind of stuff too. Cause I remember that app, what was it called? Was it Foursquare or four? The one that people for a while were, it, it like showed your location and people were posting it on Facebook all the time. Oh, this really? Was in a, like early twenties, like an hour, early twenties. Yeah. And I remember I had a friend who was like obsessed with putting, Oh, I'm here. And I'm like, stop doing that. Yeah. Like, you don't know who's watching. I mean, unfortunately, that's the way it is. It's kind of creepy. Like some things I need, unless you're like with a big group of people, like back it up <laughs> right. a little, at least to protect yourself. Cause you know, all this tech can be very frightening as I've mentioned many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing is with, with these text messages, there's no number. It literally just says unknown, which I don't even know if you can do. Oh, that is weird. So were they texts or were they through like an app? Maybe there's an oh, app maybe. or something. Maybe. So then that's even weird. If it has a number, then I'd be like, all right, it, it, it's a human, but an unknown. Like yeah. that's somebody masking themselves or a robot, whatever. But that's freaky. I'd be like, I'm not answering. I'm block right. immediately. I'm not even asking who you are. Well, she like me. completely dismisses it, right? Like she's kind of like how yeah. the uh, Tyler at the beginning started. He just kind of dismissed it or whatever. But she like is like, yeah, whatever. Jumps in the lake and <laughs> like, yeah, okay. So <laughs> like, okay, freezing water. Hey, boom. So then again, they're talking. Her, Miriam Parker, which is another Kevin Williamson trait I really like. He does a really good job, in my opinion, of writing like younger uh, people, like younger teens. I don't think that they're yeah. they're teens. They're probably early twenties, if I had to guess. But he, yeah. he he's really good at writing those characters and writing it into a storyline that you actually are invested in or care about because it could have been just been these two girls go to a lake house they went to college and now they're gonna get chased around by people and quarantine masks right but he like tells a story with his movies which i think is yeah this movie is about the pandemic it is a slasher film and it's written by kevin williamson so i'm in already but i think that the story is also really well written because the whole time i'm trying to guess like what mm-hmm. is going on? Who it is? Is it this DJ guy? Which is a good segue because they go back to the house and DJ actually shows up at the house. Um, yeah, and we find out that he, he and Parker aren't together. But I'm assuming mm-hmm. at one point they were together, but she didn't want to fully commit, and he is like all in. And to me, it seems like he's like willing to wait on her to go through all this silly stuff. And, you know, me at 35 saying it's silly stuff, but. Yeah. The same shit everybody goes through at that age is okay. Well, I'm, yeah. I like this guy, but I'm still young. I want to, you know, experience my college career and and live right. life to the full potential. I don't want to be bogged down, but at the same time, am I going to lose this person if I decide to do that? Which you can see her struggling with, and you can see Miri again being like the m- more mature person that's already looking. Hey, I'm uh, this medical student, or whatever. It probably already has a yeah. career path chosen. Like he's. This guy seems to be a good guy. Like, why are you doing this? I, I also like that dynamic. So I think the characters are really well written. And I think it helps that there's really only three characters that we really have yeah. to worry about, right? And that's what's great about this movie. You literally only have three main characters. Two, actually. Technically. Right. And it does so much with very little characters in it. And I thought that was brilliant. And I I do love the relationship of Parker and Miri. Like their friendship is so solid. Right. Um, that I'll get into a little bit as we go along. But even with that whole DJ situation, instead of Miri doing the typical, oh, 
fuck him or, you know, doing that kind of reaction. She's kind of talking her friend into it. But her but Parker is also just being very honest, which is really nice too. like she realizes it, but she knows what she wants sort of at the same time. Um, instead of just throwing herself at DJ because he showed up, he shows up with unannounced. Right. And kind of just like to and it was very romantic i guess you can say that he literally showed up and he said oh i just came because i wanted to see you right and she didn't like swoon over it she was like oh that's nice but you know i'm here to be with my friend which i thought was great because she didn't do the typical oh i'm gonna go hang out with the guy now and fuck you right exactly even though we're the two that came here um i will say when dj got there they were both very rattled because he knocks on the door because they didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize his car because he borrowed somebody's car. Mm-hmm. And he knocks on the door. This this cabin doesn't have a a peephole. Is that what that's called? The little yes. hole on the door? Or any curtains or blinds, by the way, which drove me crazy. Listen, <laughs> I need curtains. Blind. It goes back to that home invasion. Don't look in the house. I need curtains and bl- I like I like yes. blinds. And curtains. Like, I want Thank both. Thank you. Yes. Plus, I, I like to watch... I have behind me. I watch scary movies, so I need the room to be very dark. But at the same that time, too. I don't want anybody seeing through my curtains either. So I like to have the blind. Abby makes fun of me. She's like, Josh, you either have blinds or curtains. I'm like, no. Nope. Not both. here. Not here. We're going to have both. <laughs> we have two little girls. We're going to have blinds and curtains. Yep. I hear you. I am all for this. My mom makes fun of me, too. She's like, you're crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? I'm like... <laughs> No, I don't want people looking in here when I'm cooking or watching TV or whatever. Yeah, like it's energy efficient. You're saving money because you got the blinds true. and the curtains. So the blinds yeah. block a lot of the breeze that may come through your old drafty windows like I have. And then you put Same. the curtains down. And if anything, God forbid, does get through that little drafty window, the curtains yeah. are going to make it fall right down to the baseboard heaters, which heat the whole house. Boom. Energy efficient safe and no perverts can look at me through the window most importantly no perverts or slashers that's right potentially looking in exactly i'll take the slasher over the pervert because at least i know what the slashers you know he's going to come after what me. they're going to do exactly the pervert might just hang out in the bushes we don't want that no and he might be there for a while yeah he or she come on Here. now let's she, not okay. be come on let's okay all inclusive thank you there are some he girl perverts she. a lot of girl perverts out there okay they exist. Thank you. Hey, they all exist. <laughs> <laughs> but like there. So this is where I see the friendship. Right. So Parker is definitely the stronger one of the two. And I don't know if brave is the right word, but she is just more assertive. And like when the knocking is because DJ knocks a few times. And this is what I don't get in all horror movies. Right? Who's there? <laughs> I mean, if it is somebody bad. I'm like. Nobody's going to answer that. And I don't want to make myself known. I'd rather like find out. Right. And then maybe say who's there. Like, no. There you go. But Miri is all like, oh, my God, freaking out. And Parker's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And she takes a knife and everything. Good for her. (laughs) She took a knife. (laughs) She channels her inner uh, Nev Campbell, Sydney Prescott. It's so smart. And I love that they did this. to the female character or to any character. Cause usually slashers, right? Oh, 
I don't I don't have a weapon or they're yes. too scared. Yeah. And I like that she went. Um, DJ does surprise them by coming behind coming up behind them. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh, my God. So this is the scene where I was like, um, Miri's like, well, where's your mask? So he puts it on. Yes. Then they go hang out in the kitchen. And now she has it off. And then they go smoke weed and then they go party in the basement. But when she's in the basement, she has a mask on and Lysol. I'm like, <laughs> and they're spraying the light. I love that scene. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Like it was stupid, but I thought it was hilarious because they're like, they got the yeah. party lights going and the music's real loud. And this is where yeah. it really reminded me of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. But yeah, they're like, but I love that they're getting high and drinking and stuff, and they're like spraying the Lysol everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, oh god, <laughs> like, what are you doing? I hate Lysol. Like it makes me want to vomit. Like. <laughs> I can taste it. Like if Abby sprays it in the house, like if she was upstairs spraying it right now, I would be able to taste it in my mouth. Oh no. Because I hate it. I hate it. It's just, I just do not like it. It just, Febreze, whatever, that's okay. But like Lysol, I don't know what it is, but, and they're just like spraying it in each other's mouth. Like not really, but like spraying it in each not other's really, faces. But yeah. And it's like, but I do think that scene is where me as the viewer dropped my guard because I was not as easy to think DJ wasn't the killer as they were. They were just like, okay, he's here. He's going to party with us. I was like, I don't know about this guy. And during, really? during that set of scenes, I was like, okay, this guy's probably a good dude. Oh, I actually, I didn't get any vibe, any killer vibe from him. Even when he came in, I don't know. He didn't give me that impression. So I was taken for a fool if he if he would have been because okay. i'm like oh look at this guy he really came to see her yeah and the way he was like but i mean billy was like that i was just getting ready to say <laughs> that's because i am a scream freak and i remember yeah. billy loomis okay yeah and Steedle, she posted Rick. <laughs> that's true she posted that video and i'm i was thinking i was like okay this is going to be like a revenge he's going to come he's going to mm-hmm. be really nice and then he's gonna get her but not the case not the case because we see parker and him have like a heart-to-heart conversation where he is like asking her like why are you doing Mm -hmm. this etc and she just basically blows him off again mary goes to bed i think parker goes to bed and then dj's sleeping in the living room right yeah which doesn't make sense to me this cabin is this lake house is humongous you cannot tell me they don't have another bedroom i know i I thought that was a little mean. Like he could have given him an extra bed. Yeah, I think he was hoping There's she snuck out. Three bedrooms in there. I think so too. But I think maybe he was hoping if he slept in the living room, she might, you know, at twelve thirty one a.m. She's like, "Oh no, I'm thirsty." When really she just wants to go see if he's sleeping in the living room next to the fireplace with the bearskin rug on the floor. I don't know if there was a bearskin rug. I'm just hoping there was. And. <laughs> She comes down in that tank top she had on for most of the movie, and she gets a glass of water. DJ's sitting there on the couch. He's looking a little good. See, You see how all this could progress? Set it up. Yeah. It, exactly. So me being the guy, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep on the couch just in case. Just in she changes case. changes her mind. You never That's know. It's not a bad idea. Maybe that it, that was the whole intention. I think it was. He was. Th- she's going to come down for a soggy bologna <laughs> sandwich at 1 a.m. <laughs> And I'll be ready to make it better. He's gonna, he's gonna dry up that sandwich. Um, <laughs> yuck, that is gross. That is gross. Yeah, sometimes I make myself sick, but uh, uh sick. But get it, okay. <laughs> so I think this is where we see the person is actually in the house, right? And the person, I guess we should have prefaced this by saying there, the person is wearing like a black uh, zip-up hoodie, 
Uh, yeah. uh, hood is up. I think they're wearing like a beanie or a toboggan. I think so. Everybody made fun of me for saying toboggan yeah. on the last episode, but and they're wearing a pandemic mask, right? Like they're wearing like a cloth mask or a bandana or one of those gator things. Uh, gator. So the ga- gator, right? Yeah, sure. We'll go with it. Why not? You should know yeah. you are a Floridian. I am a Floridian. Yeah, that's what he's because when he later when he. Yeah. So he's using the gator. But well, we'll get into that. But we see him actually when DJ goes he goes out to his car to get his bag. That's he, right. He even brought an overnight bag. This guy was really waiting for it. Like he was like, I am making this weekend happen or whatever amount of time. Oh, he was in. Poor, he was there for he was there for the whole guy. Hey. I know. I feel bad. I like, think she would have I think she would have came around after two days because what happened to us was, hey, you know, two two days and it was two weeks and then it was two months and then it was <laughs> two thousand twenty three and I'm still in my basement. <laughs> I have a beard now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so they should have anyway. just—they should have just made it a TV series, and it'd be like the Golden Girls, but it'd be like the Lake House Gals, and it would just be like the years of, of the pandemic. Yeah. Like DJ starts, and he's all clean shaved. He had a job interview, yeah. and like by season four, he's just like a uh, what the duck, the Duck man. Dynasty guys. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, dude, they're All like the living off the here. land at that point. But oh my god, yeah. so good. But um, so when he's getting his overnight bag, um, you'll you see somebody sneaking into the house, and this is where I feel like the movie also gets significantly darker. It does. And it, I I'm assuming it's a choice. It feels like they really filmed this. Live meaning they didn't add additional external lighting to anything. They just filmed it raw. Like this is what it would look like if you were in this situation. It would be this dark. Mm-hmm. You can't see anything, and you have to really squint and see in the crevices of darkness if there is somebody standing there. Right. No, I agree. And- I think that it did. It went from. It was also nighttime, and they did a great job right. of using like nat. I don't want to say natural lighting, but like the fireplace lighting and the right. dim lit lights in the house because I think it worked well because of how the person was dressed, and yeah. you can still see them. Dude, what fucking drove me crazy though was you would see like Parker or DJ walk down the steps and walk toward you, the camera, and then you would see yeah. the person walk behind them and go up the steps. And it's like Abby yes. was, Abby was free. Cause Abby's also terrified of home and Bay. We have alarm system, everything going on here, but like, she's like terrified of home mm-hmm. invasion. She was like, see, see, I told you that is how easy it would be for somebody to be in this house right now. And we wouldn't even know it. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy, dude. No, no way. Like I, I would know that guy was back there, dude. I would have threw a ninja star at him. But yeah, so that's what I was like. To me, it was like, oh man, that is kind of crazy that he was able to do that and like walk through the house. I'm with Abby because again, I'm very scared of that. I have like those little, um, I don't know what they're called, but on every window and door, like obviously back and front door, have the little, if you open it, it makes noise. Oh yeah. Kind of like a free alarm. It's not free, but you know cheap alarm system so that i can wake up i have a bat at every door a bat a bat yeah just in case you need a couple shotguns i used some shotguns going on i guess that's the next step but cut them in half because you never know it's just scary i don't know um 
But anyway, besides that, um, that's one of the creepy parts of this movie is how easily and it happens in two shots where when Mir- uh, Mary and Parker are talking in the bedroom about DJ and uh, the camera's looking at Parker and the guy's standing right there. And I just I feel like you would feel somebody behind you. Does that make sense? Like, yes, you know, when somebody you kind of know if somebody's looking at you and you look over and you're like, oh, caught you. Right. Looking. Sometimes I'm always like, are you really not aware or is that something you make up? Like, I don't know. I just feel like you would know somebody's there. But either way, it's freaky that they're that quiet in a wood house. Yes. That they didn't hear this guy twice. They they, they know what they're doing. Or he he knows what he's doing in this house. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me as well that he that they were able mm-hmm. to sneak around like that. Um, yeah. But I think... Parker does get up and goes to talk to Mary. She's, I think she's headed back to her room. That's when DJ grabs her and tells her there's somebody in the house, right? Yeah. And as this is happening, um, Mary almost gets stabbed. because the So what happens is they all go to sleep. And all of a sudden, loud music starts playing. But you see the, the killer take um, Parker's phone but we find out it's he takes everybody's phone. Right. But it's this loud music that he's playing. I, I don't know. I'd have to look up the name of the song. And it wakes everybody up. DJ and Parker are like, oh, my, where's your phone? My phone's gone. And that's where um, DJ's like, go to my car. I'm going to go get Miri. Uh, yeah, that's right. And then as he's going to go get Miri, the killer is in there going to stab her. But she, like, turns around in time. And then it turns into a DJ killer fight that's right and dj gets the better of this guy for most of the fight i thought he does which i Where like he fails i did love it again like it felt so real he gets beat up but the killer also gets beat up pretty well where i think dj fails he hits him with like this huge antler thing <laughs> he does yes <laughs> and i'm like dude just stab this motherfucker like he's yeah. trying to kill you <laughs> why do people just like ah, let me just hit you once kill them it's their humanity <laughs> you say that now but if you were in that situation would you really be able to kill somebody i don't know probably not because I, I could a... i could dude i would 100 percent do it i'd like it too <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding it's a joke I... it's just jokes See, and i have bats i have bats at my door i'm ready <laughs> I'm with you everything. though. I'm always like, you got to keep hitting them, keep hitting them. But he probably should have yeah. kept hitting them. But the fight scene was really well done. It was really well filmed, yeah. and I like that. Again, DJ pretty much gets the better of him, but doesn't mm-hmm. kill him. And he like the next scene is so cool because you like see it from Mary and Parker's point of view. Like they're in yeah. the truck with the lights on the front door, waiting on DJ to come out. And here he comes out like. Yeah. It looks like maybe he got stabbed or something very dewy like from Scream where he like walks out and he's yep. like like uh it's like stutter stepping kinda. And then yep. it pans out and you see that the person is behind him and has him on like a like a pole or something. It's like a stick he stuck through him. A curtain pole. Yes. So he's got him on a curtain rod and it's basically holding him up and moving him toward the tr- dude. I thought this this was so well done. It was and it was scary to see it and like i don't know about you i don't know if this is morbid but it is what it is when with horror movies like this a slasher where there is death sometimes i put myself 
in the person who's getting killed situation. I'm like, dude, that sucks. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Like he's alive yes. still, but he's basically got this thing probably going through his spine. So he can't move anymore. He's probably like semi paralyzed at right. this moment. Can't breathe. And it's like, you know, you're going to die. Like that's so terrifying. And this guy is ba- basically mocking you by making you kind of like a puppet. Right. Right. I, and it's like devalue devaluing your life yes. by doing that. It's scary. I is that weird? That's weird. Okay. No, I don't think it's weird. It, like you're okay. you're I'm I think I would be more weird than you because I'm looking at it like, wow, that's really fucking cool. Whereas <laughs> okay. you're like you're like you're um empathizing. Say, empathizing with the person dying, whereas I'm like, wow, yes. that's a you I've never seen somebody unique kill. Kill somebody like that. And like yeah. somebody gets stabbed with some antlers. I've never seen that before. I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. Um, it was cool. So yeah, it's cool. But this next scene drives me crazy though because Miri should not be driving this truck. And one, why is she driving so fast backwards? Like turn the damn truck around. I know. You had the space to do it. Um, but were the tires slashed? Yeah, I think they were. But I'd ride on they the rims, were. dog. I'd ride on the rims forever. <laughs> Somebody's chasing me to die. I exactly. I am driving uh, that shit to the bone. Yeah, <laughs> I yes. I had a similar situation this morning. I was talking on the phone while I was driving and I wasn't paying attention to my navigation system and it took me into a part of town I probably should not have been in based Uh-oh. on the looks of the people in that part of town that they were giving me. And I was on the phone with someone and I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. And they're <laughs> like, well, what's going on? So I tell them the situation and they're like, uh, yeah. I'm like, i tell you what, if I got a flat tire right now, I'm riding on a rim till I get to the highway, dude. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> this is not the place <laughs> to be, but she, she drives that damn truck backward and wrecks mm-hmm. the freaking truck. But the next yep. thing I do really like, because I, there goes my pen. I do love it. I got like 50 of them right here. It's fine. I love it when Recovery. killers run and you see the person yeah. running up to the truck because like Jason and Michael, yeah. yeah, it's scary when they walk, but like, I do, I love it when a killer runs like Be- ghost face. Of course. Right? I'm a little biased. Yeah. I did it again. I went the wrong way. He's over here, but <laughs> I like it when they run. I think it's more realistic and scary because now you have to actually outrun this person and not just, yeah try to get away and trip and fall. But the next set of scenes are fantastic where they're, it's basically one huge chase scene yep. through this wooden cabin. And you get to see that Parker know, obviously she's been, this is her family lake house. So she knows all the intimate details of it and she yeah. tries to use it to her advantage, but it really doesn't work out for. Her. And I think why they went and got on the freaking ro- roof is beyond me. I'm like, that is the worst place to go. I never understand that either. And a lot of horror movies do that is end up on, on the roof. And then look what happens. Poor uh, Mary gets pushed out of the window and right. lands on her back. I mean, that looked terrible yet again. Here I go sympathizing again. I'm like, Oh my God, I already have back pain. That's gotta be so bad. <laughs> You would think, did you think she was dead at this point when she falls out of the window? You did. I did. I'm like, wow. So we still have a bit of the movie left with one character because DJ is out because, I mean, he then impales this poor guy. Yeah, he's dead. Um, Not coming back. So he's dead. And and then I see Miriam like, oh, shit, she's dead. Like, there's no way she's coming back from that. But we find out that she she isn't. So she just broke her leg, which I find hard. Hard to believe, but 
I don't know. I think she would have been way more hurt. But hey, if but that, we are incredible, if we that are incredible. if that girl can fall off of the water tower in Barbarian and be fine, I think Miri can fall That's off true. of a two story lake house balcony. Here, right? We, we always we always include Barbarian since day one, dude. That's right. We're Barbarian enthusiasts. Damn. Maybe we should do this movie. Have we not? No. I've talked about it so much with you that I thought we already did. <laughs> we did like a five minute or 10 minute review in cocktails, I think. Huh. Because we literally talk about it every time. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, you know, maybe the next one will be Barbarian. You never know. But You never know. It's like, just get it out of our system at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I think we should like, what we'll do is we'll keep having other episodes where we talk about Barbarian and then I'll go in and splice all of those different episodes together and make one actual episode about Barbarian from like 17, 17 different episodes. I think that's great. Just sprinkle in the the review throughout every episode. Oh, dude, that would be so funny. We'll have like different outfits on and the backgrounds. Of one, one episode, your head will be floating out in space, yep. and then the next, they'll be like, yep. oh, she does have a body. And then they'll be like, oh, Josh has a hat on. He does have hair. <laughs> See, it'll be, it'll, it gets the people going. Listen, I think you should make this a reality. <laughs> so just much. for entertainment purposes. <laughs> It'd be so much work for me. I don't think I want to do would. it. It would. Yeah, I know. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that, but yeah. It yeah. is funny. But all right, so she she falls out, she has a broken leg. Um I don't remember. I just saw it, so go figure. What happens with um Parker? Does she Go back down. She climbs down to like this little weird balcony yes. thing. And then she's able to get down to. To Mary. And she tells her, pretend you're dead. Yes. Because she. So what Parker ends up doing is she runs to the dock. And she goes on like the raft version of the dock. Like it's so. When they first get to the lake, I found it like, why would you even bother saying this? She says, oh, our only neighbor is across the lake. Right. Two miles away. Yes. Like, okay. Because she gets on this raft. The the killer is chasing her, running, chasing her. And he almost gets her, but she's able to float away initially. And you're like, why are you on this raft? Like, what are you trying to accomplish right. on a raft? But your friend is dying like or not dying but i mean she's hurt but then you realize that she's trying to get to the neighbor's house yes did she already didn't she get attacked inside the house before she goes to the dock i believe yeah because she also fights with the killer she kills too. one right doesn't she kill the one in the kitchen yes that's right and she see she does what i was hoping DJ should have done like yes. just beat this guy up. So before she goes out to Parker, she goes through the kitchen and she's attacked by the person, and then she beats him with like a frying pan or I forget what she beats the guy with, but me too. But it's some kind of like uh, I don't know, some vase or Ooh, some a vase. Really heavy wow, container, a vase. It was like some circular thing, but she just like went at it. <laughs> smashes like, yes. this dude's head i loved it so i was like damn is the movie over and then lo and behold behind her comes the second killer and it's like okay i 
respect Kevin Williams. I see what you're doing here. Yep. You're throwing more scream stuff at us, but you've revealed it midway through the movie, which I'm okay with. So mm-hmm. now we know there's two killers. Then she yep. runs out of the house, sees that Miri's alive, tells her to play dead. Uh, which you and then are, runs out. Yes, that's when she gets on the dock, and then we see she's going to the neighbor's lake house across the lake. But she's like in almost there, and like the guy is under the dock, and then he's like stabbing her. This is the uh, I'm not gonna lie. At this yeah. point in the movie, I was like, "How okay? A is this like <laughs> Michael Phelps? Like is this is, this, yeah. is like what is going on? How does she get on this dock and paddle it? Which I get, it would be slow to paddle this thing. I yeah." But at the same time, she didn't hear this guy swimming. What did he go all the way under and like he got a scuba gear? Like what's going on? Yeah. Now all of a sudden he has like gills that he <laughs> he swam really fast. Didn't make noise, which is a good point. So that mm-hmm. means he swam underwater. Okay. Never, never came up for air. Right. Because we don't even see him. And yeah, this was the part where I'm like, eh, this is maybe the fantastical part. Like him just chasing her through the water to get there. Yeah. Granted, like you said, she's not going that fast, but that's a lot of effort. Like, I wouldn't go swimming. I mean, I'm not the killer, so I don't know to what lengths you go. Well, I guess I guess he didn't want her to get away, right? So I wonder. Yeah. I, I said this to Abby, and she called BS on it, but she because we were both like, "No way!" This dude swam. She didn't hear him. I'm wondering if yeah. he somehow got in the water because she was like a hot mess right when she first got to that dock and was doing all this Mm -hmm. stuff and was pushing off i wonder if he somehow got in the water and got Mm -hmm. under the dock and he had been under the dock the whole time and she was just pulling him along with her maybe maybe because it looks like that raft might be hollow under yeah usually they're on barrels they're like on these barrels and then the wood is on top of it so he definitely could have gotten i still don't believe that she didn't hear him do it but i wonder and then the other question is why did he wait so long then to attack her like let her get almost to the other side and right. then it, so I don't know. Yeah, that's the only part where I'm like, yeah, this I didn't really notice it th- on the first watch, but this watch I was like, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right plausible. The only thing I can think of is as to why she didn't hear him if he was being Michael Phelps and swimming to her mm-hmm. is that she's freaking out so much and she's paddling as hard as she can. And that's making noise. If she's like hitting that paddle paddle against the, the, the wooden raft that makes noise, maybe, but I don't know. Somebody swimming is loud. I agree. I have a, I have a pool and I have these two little monsters that get in there and swim and you <laughs> cannot relax. We were like, Oh, we're going to get it. We're going to have a pool. We're going to be able to sit in it and float yeah. around and relax. Dude, they're doing freaking <laughs> cannonballs and screwdrivers yep. and can openers off the freaking deck into the pool. We're just sitting there like getting water splash in our face. Like we're at a freaking amusement park. It's like, this isn't relaxed. You don't even have to go in the pool. The pool is coming to you. At Dude, that point, <laughs> I'm telling you, we've sat. So we have like a two tier deck. This sounds fancy. It's not. I promise you guys, I'm a huge <laughs> hillbilly. This thing is uneven. And it's like I live. I have a joke. I say we live in a Kid Rock has a song called Redneck Paradise. I say we have hillbilly paradise here because everything is just very hillbilly. But we'll be sitting at the uh, table like just hanging out so the kids can swim on the two-tiered deck and they'll be doing cannonballs shooting water out all over the table and stuff it's like i had my laptop out there for work one day working and this oh all over i'm like oh i'm God. that guy that guy we live out in the you know we know how we have like one neighbor so it's all right like like this gal has one neighbor which like this guy she does make it to the neighbor's house somehow 
and you see yep. her trying to break into his house basically because she's knocking mm-hmm. and banging on the door. He the person's not coming. She sneaks through the garage door or the garage yeah. window, I think. And yeah, comes, some kind of window. Comes face to face, like I said, with a shotgun, Erica. Not a baseball bat, a shotgun, which is what you need to invest in. You guys are allowed to have guns in Florida, right? I believe so. <laughs> is it time? It's shotgun been time. It's been time. Yeah, get you a nice little shotgun. Put it by. Don't <laughs> put it by the door. I wouldn't do that. But no, she's that greeted. thing's probably heavier than me. Those things are so. I've never even seen one. That thing is probably gonna be blow me away. Oh like, yeah, there's a lot of kickback. It'll definitely blow your shoulder out of socket. But would you rather sh- take care of the guy and have a messed up shoulder or? That's true. That's fixable. That's Death fixable. is not fixable. That's fixable. You don't want to be Negan, okay? I get it. It's cool to be Negan with a baseball bat, but. <laughs> Give me Rick Grimes with the revolver all day, dude. Like, I'm sorry. And Just a hat. Me. And a hat, dude. And a hat. He looks cool. Like, why not? He does look cool. There you go. I had to work Rick the Grimes walk- for life. I had to work the Walking Dead into it. I can't help myself. The funny thing is I actually like Negan more than Rick Grimes. So there you go. There you go. I do like Rick Grimes more, but yeah. that's fine. He's a good guy. He's a nice guy. I raised somebody else's kid. He's a good guy. Kid. He's, He's one of those guys that you can't hate him. No matter, I mean, I couldn't. Even when he made decisions and I'm like, ah, still loved him because he had that whole Southern charm going on. I don't know. That's what it is. Even though he's English, crazy. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> so she makes it to the house, is greeted with a shotgun. She like explains to the guy what's going on. And does he ask her where her mask is? He doesn't ask her about a mask, does he? No, he's just like, if you don't leave, by I don't know, like count of three. I think he starts counting down. Um, I'm gonna call the police. Yeah, and yes. she's trying to be like, you know, tell her, tell him, oh, this I'm this person. And then he, she finally says, Carly, your daughter. We went tubing. And then he's like, oh, you're so and so's kid. All right, uh, my phone's back here somewhere. Thunk, <laughs> dead. <laughs> Uh, I knew this guy was not going to make it. I'm like, oh, you're taking way too long. But then I was like, oh, now she's going to have a gun, which I don't. Does she pick the gun up? No, she just is like, I'm going to go back and hide in the garage. Yeah. And I think from this point, she gets out of the house. She goes out that same window she came in, I believe. I believe so. Um, and then she's on the run because this is where you get that like wood chasing scene and then you get the road scene. So she makes it out to a road and there's mm-hmm. a car coming and this is the yep. big scene from the pre- the, the uh, trailer, basically. I've heard. The car. I never watched the trailer, so. What? Yep. yep. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I like to be surprised. It's ridiculous. I, like I don't. I don't. I know. <laughs> Nope. As long as yeah. I don't know who the killer is and any intimate details, but I'll watch trailers all day. I know. I know. You do. You're probably tired of hearing me talk about trailers, but I actually freaked out today. Right. I So I had meetings all day. I drove all day. It was a very long day. So I get to where I'm going, which is the home front here. So I get to the studio yep. and <laughs> I pull my phone out and I've got all these things on Instagram. All these accounts are like, uh, we don't post Scream spoilers. Scream 6 fans, you're safe here. This is a safe place. We're not posting spoilers. So I'm like, what the hell happened in the... You know, from 7.30 this morning to 4.45 this afternoon, like, what happened? So I, I start texting Mark, and I'm like, did somebody leak mm-hmm. the script to Scream or something? And he was like, not that I know of. So then we both were, like, kind of leery of going on Instagram. And anyway, it turns out apparently the script, I think, did get leaked or part of the script. Oh. And a killer was revealed. 
and a lot of stuff happened. So today, I almost got uh, way more spoilers than I wanted. So I will be avoiding <laughs> Instagram. Avoid but the, the, the worst part, and this is how I know I have a problem, is that I was on there, and I went to check our, like, our group thread, and yeah. I opened Instagram, and there's a picture of Jen, or- it's Jen Ortega's account. It's a picture of Jen Ortega, and like mm-hmm. half of her face is like dismantled. And I'm like, mm. oh, this is the, this is it. This they're gonna kill Tara and Scream Six. This and, is it. And I just saw the picture. The spoiler. My heart sank. My stomach hurt. And then I read the caption, and it said a picture of Jenna Ortega from Ty West X. And I was like, oh, thank God, it's from when she yeah. got shot. I was like, oh. <sighs> We're almost there. March 10th. Three is weeks. not that far. I already have tickets. Three weeks. Three weeks. Almost I, there. I don't that know how means I'm I do have that. all this time to watch the whole thing. How many have you not seen? Just four. I think I've, I've watched three, but I mean, I can't even tell you what happens in that one because I think I watched it once a long time ago. Great. I'm glad you said that. So the movie opens with Cotton Weary. He's driving in LA <laughs> and he gets a phone call from a ghost face who he thinks is a fan. Do you want me to go through the whole movie or? We can. I'm just kidding. That's a story for another <laughs> time. But so she but gets time. She gets to the road. This lady pulls up in a car. She's like screaming, "Help me! Help me! Let me in!" And this is the again the scene from the trailer where the lady's like, "Do you have a mask?" <laughs> this is so funny. And that could have gone so cheesy, right? Yes. But it made it so funny and raging and scary because it's like. What the fuck, lady? This girl is like covered in blood. This guy is right there. Right. What is wrong with you? That's see, that's one way to look at it. But I, being an old uh, curmudgeon, I looked at it from another point of view. I'm like, okay, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. She made it very clear that they're out in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. there's this bloody, bloody girl trying to get in the car there's this guy laying on the side of the road like are they tricking me to try to get me to let them in the car like is this a big it's true too so as much as i would like to think i would help i help. don't know that i would if my kids were in the car no way if it was just me i i think i would drive by and never tell anybody it happened <laughs> i i have to be honest i don't think i would help either (laughs) at least we're honest right i mean look at it it's a bloodied person banging on your door we've seen horror movies where it's the opposite i mean in this case it is the it's the person in the car but i've seen movies where it's the person banging on the door and you're gonna kill me and whatever case (laughs) in point the devil's rejects have you seen that movie it's been a while Baby pretends to be hurt, and she gets the the lady to pull over to help her, and then Otis kills the lady. So I'm just saying. Yep. I don't know that I would I would feel terrible if later that night I'm sitting at home in my nice warm house with my <laughs> blinds and curtains closed, and yep. I see Alarms. something come through on the little app <laughs> that says a girl was murdered by a man out there on the road. And I would probably be like, oh, that's crazy. I had no idea. And I would just keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. (laughs) You're not alone. Thank you. This is a safe space. This is a safe space. It's a safe space. I mean, we're being honest. Listen, 
But case in point, it actually ends. So, yeah, she's it's, this old lady's like our older lady, whatever. She's asking her your mask, your mask. And Parker's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> hurry up. Like, are you serious? Why are you asking me this? Basically. And and the lady says, oh, let me check if I have one. And she's like, when you watch it again, you can kind of tell that she's like prolonging it and faking mm. maybe like, oh, or maybe it's because you know, so you just think it's that way. Right. She's like, "Oh, I have a, I have an extra mask, and it's sterile." Uh, like, I love how she adds that it's sterile. Right, right. Um, because she does let her in. She gives her this sterile mask, but she doesn't drive. Nope. She doesn't drive. Because she asks her, I think, doesn't she say, "Why aren't you driving?" Or and then yeah. she's like, "Why does this mask smell like?" Which I have a question. Yeah. And you don't have to answer if you don't want to. It's fine, but. Do you know what chloroform smells like? I don't. So I guess I'd be fucked. So <laughs> how does she? She's like, oh, this mask smells like chloroform. It's like, oh, really? You're quite. You're you're in tune with this. Yeah, like that is a good. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Like, I don't think that's something everybody knows or anybody knows. I like, how know. would you know? I bet like, this mask smells like ass. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I'd say. <laughs> What is this lady you said on this shit? Yeah, like, what is this? Why sterile is this? my ass. It's sterile. She's like, yeah, I peed on it. It's sterile. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, yuck. So anyway, oh, lo and behold, now we know this lady is in on the gig. And we cut to basically, I think Parker's like waking up back at their at the house. So they've taken her back to the lake house. Yep. Now she's waking up. And yes, we do find out. So now it's three killers right that are or three people that are involved in this plot which is very cool because you get that surprise of the second killer okay cool and now you have a third one right and then to add more to it you know we (laughs) i i found this really interesting they did a covid test on her like they they forced her like they held her down to do a covid test yes on her which i thought was interesting and weird because it's like we've i think at this point all of us have had to do one and it's like yep i can actually say i know what that feels like <laughs> yes you know? they, she's all like, you know <laughs> that's how i was the first time i had to take one i was like oh i had to pretend like it didn't hurt though because lucy and i went together because we wanted to get her test and she was like i'm not doing it dad and i was like if you do it i'll do it so we Aww. did it together and it was, I was like, nope, not bad at all. Like, oh God, she freaked the fuck out, dude. It was terrible. It was terrible. Charlotte just she had to take out. one a uh, few months ago when she was sick. She tested negative, but like she had to take one and it was not great. It was actually the strep throat one. I think that was worse. Cause that thing had to go way in there, dude. Way in there. Yeah. I've had yeah. to do that on someone. I've had to do both on people and mm-hmm. it's it's not fun doing it to someone either because i literally feel like i'm just gonna like poke all the way up to their mm-hmm. brain mm-hmm. and it's very uncomfortable because like even pre-mask or pre-covid i should say like doing that to anybody i'm like because <laughs> people start coughing i'm like right Ugh. and they didn't wear masks back then so i'm just like it'll do like calm down yeah and yeah. i used to laugh like can't be that bad and then when covid hit i'm like oh fuck this is pretty bad <laughs> this is terrible i used to do this I'm to so people sorry i know i feel so bad oh it's <laughs> hilarious but they do give her a covid test yep. and this is when they basically spill the beans on what's going on because they tell you they tell her that that 
the other killer that she killed was their son. Yep. And he reveals himself, which he is one of the actors from um, Ozark, which I thought was kind of cool. The, and did this guy look wet to you, or did he change his clothes or something? Did he dry off? Because he didn't look wet to me for having swam across a lake. Great point. Or did he just like instantly air dry while running so fast? I don't I, You know what? I bet that's what it was. I bet he had a change of clothes because they're, you know, they're professionals. So we find we out. don't know because we don't know how long she's knocked out. Maybe he did change. That's true. Maybe he just dried because he was she was knocked out so long, possibly. Maybe. But they Maybe. tell her essentially so the killer that she killed, the other one of the other killers, was is their son, but they are doing this. They're basically seeking revenge on everybody that was in the video or that was at that party yep. that COVID party that she was at, because the boy she's making out with in the video and dancing with is was their son who did get COVID. He passed mm-hmm. away and had to basically go to the hospital. Cause you remember at the time, which I had kind of forgot about this was that if you had COVID, you had to quarantine at the hospital and your family members could not come see you. Correct. So their son died at the hospital by himself. They couldn't see him. Yep. And clearly they're very upset about it, but I have another question. If you found this odd, they're very upset about the kid that died from COVID, but the kid that got his face bashed in in the kitchen, they were just yep. kind of nonchalant, like, that was my son. And then I was on. about to comment on that, too. Like, when the mother... So, yeah, it's the, the father and mother. So, oh, we forgot to say, apparently he didn't die because he ends up waking up. Oh, shit, he did, yes. And I was like, first of all, there's no way, but hey, that's fine. And because Mary is making a, a splint on her leg. Yes. She drags herself and, into the house. Right. And he attacks her and she gets she stabs him right in the neck. So he dies. Now he really is dead. Yes. So in theory, Parker didn't kill their son. Mary did. And she True. also gets the computer and is trying to uh, call out to 911 yeah. from the computer. But for some reason, the Wi-Fi screwed up. But anyway, yeah. You, yeah so they. Right are explaining what happened. So that's the whole story. That is their motive, right? Kevin Williamson has to come in with a motive. So that's their motive mm-hmm. um, yep. that they're seeking revenge. And they believe that she is the one that brought COVID to the party. And she's telling them, I don't have any symptoms. I didn't have any symptoms, etc." And that's yep. when she is like, well, you tested positive. And she's right. like, no way. She's like, you're asymptomatic, which is again, this happened. My brother-in-law was asymptomatic. He had it and, he got it after all of us had it. So he mm-hmm. got it. He didn't give it to us. We gave it to him, but yeah. we were all like sick and he was like, I feel Nothing. fine. He took yeah. a test just to take when he, of course he had it, but it was like, that really did happen. Yeah. And it still could in theory, my only thing with this. So this movie is literally taking place at the beginning of the pandemic. Cause it said April, mm-hmm. I think of 2020, Maybe it's just nitpicking at this point. I don't think they had a rapid test at that time. You know what? I don't know if they did. If they did, they were almost impossible to get. They would probably be in the hospital. And if if that is the case, then they stole it, which is a whole like this is a big like revenge plot. Well, I mean, they're killing people. Who's to say they wouldn't steal a covid test? Their ethics are clearly not there. Yeah. So I. That was the only thing I was like, I don't know if that really existed right at the beginning of this, but I mean, that's just 
being extra. That was the only, you know, I'm like, mm. I think but they she had them because Rogan somehow was able to get them because he was giving them to people before they came on the show. And okay. a lot of people got upset that regular everyday people couldn't get them, but Rogan apparently had like an mm-hmm. abundance of them. But I think he was getting them from a doctor. I think that, or he may have okay. even had the doctor come to the studio and do the test before the um, yeah. people came on his show. But I, I don't know when it was, but I know that yeah. some people were able to get them pretty early, but there were like a shortage of them. I, Again, life, I think so. life, according to Josh, I don't think there was a shortage of them. I think they were just being a little greedy with who they wanted to give them to. But what do I know? <laughs> Did you say life according to Josh? I say that all the time. You've never heard me say that? I don't think I've heard that. Oh, yeah. If I'm giving a theory, I like to preface it by saying, now, this is just life <laughs> according to Josh. Okay, take it with a grain of salt. But that's my theory, is that there were a bunch of them. And, and like uh, other things, like the like when they told you you didn't need a mask at first, knowing that you... They yeah. thought you should need a mask just because they didn't want people to run out and buy all the masks, which makes a little bit of sense when you look at the toilet paper situation. But yeah, still, you got to watch what you believe. But anyway, they did test her. She is asymptomatic. Is positive. Does have yep. COVID. And I forget exactly how the next set of attack scenes start. I think they realized that somebody's using the Wi-Fi. Because Mir, which I have another question, because I don't know how they did this. Because I've, I've never analyzed my Wi-Fi router. We have one of the Netgear uh, Firehawks or something, so I don't know if it would work that way. But apparently the dad, who doesn't look mm-hmm. like an overly tech-savvy guy, looks over at the Wi-Fi router and is like, oh, somebody's on the Wi-Fi. And it's like, I don't know how you knew that guy, but okay. I'll... I'll believe it, right? I didn't know either. I'm not so I'm I can be tech savvy, but not really at the same time. So I that part didn't make sense to me either. I'm like, and you know this how based on the lights or I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't know. I thought that was another little thing. Like, how the hell did you know that? But he he does get upset by this, and he like pulls the router out, and I think it's either him or the mom that says oh it's probably her friend like because she literally says oh it's a friend (laughs) all with an attitude i'm like okay um and this is another scene where parker really stands up where she's like leave my friend alone you're here for me yeah so basically focus on me don't go after her and somehow when she's saying oh and when this is going on like this whole reveal they keep like putting a plastic bag over parker that's right they are they're like torturing her they're torturing her and the mom is like how does it feel to not know when you're going to take your last breath that's right dude what do you think of this motive do you like this motive or not like this motive when when it was revealed well i guess first off let's start by did you figure it out before it was revealed no did you I did not. Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street, those idiot Canadians up north there, he swears he figured it out early into the movie. And I'm like, bullshit, dude. You did not. Oh, my not. God. No way. Not at all. I mean, just because he looks like a wizard doesn't mean that he is. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay? Like, yeah. you did not figure it out, dude. I'm not buying it for a minute. But no, I did not figure it out. No. And when it was revealed, I was like, huh. I have a comment on it when we get to the end about okay. the reveal. I'm, but I am good with it. I thought it was an interesting take on 
the pandemic and something else that I'll get to like in my whole conciliation of this movie. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so I'll get there. Or should I just do it now? Does it really matter? It doesn't matter, right? Your call. I'm easy. <laughs> so what I think this movie does too, it's a commentary on... Ev- so I'm not a parent, but I think it it's focusing a lot on kind of like Scream as well. It's a family dynamic and a family drama slash issue at play because even at the end of scream the whole reason they're doing this is because of billy's mom billy's well billy's dad slept with sydney's mom and that caused his mom to abandon him leave right so it's a family thing that they're blaming it on someone yes so it's a it's a it's coming from a place of you love your family and now you're you lost something and you're seeking revenge on it, right? And yes. in this case, it's that this family lost their son. So they're, you know, it's it's a, I can see how a parent would be very upset and want to blame knowing that, oh my God, this kid went to a, my kid went to a party. It's this girl's fault and blah, blah, blah. So it's like this commentary on how far do you go for a loved one and you get so lost in revenge and rage and sorrow that you do this when maybe a year ago you would never think of hurting even a fly right. and you're killing people now because your son died. Right. And you want to, and it's, you know, at that time of the pandemic, it was very high tension. And yeah, I mean, I can't imagine losing somebody and you can't even be there right, for right. them. So it's like a big commentary on that, plus the pandemic in that sense where we did kind of, you're right, I forgot that you weren't allowed in the hospital. It wasn't until later that they allowed like a family member if they knew you were dying, right. basically. But at the beginning, it was like that. And that's a harsh reality of what really happened. So I just kind of saw that, too. It's like a big family commentary at the same time. So there you go. I agree with everything you said. And (laughs) I also think that it shows that people were felt so unempowered to to be able to do anything. They had so little power over anything that was going on at the time that this is something that they could probably control and Mm -hmm. while you can get mad at whoever, wherever you think this thing came from or however this happened, what are you really going to do about it? And this was something they could actually do to hopefully make themselves feel better. But at the same time, I love when the mom is screaming at her, you know, like, why weren't you wearing a mask? Where was your mask? And she screams back at her. Where was his? Oh yeah. She's not wrong. Right. So it's like, yeah. I personally, I don't mind the mode. I like the motive. I think it, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Cause I think that could, while it's a little far fetched how they do it or how they go about it, this is something that could happen. And I could see yeah. somebody in that mind frame or in that mindset during that time period that could have went crazy. It, it's, it's not unrealistic. Some of the things that happen are unrealistic, like Michael Phelps swimming across the lake, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think that this, uh, a, to a certain degree, of this happened. I think it could happen. So I agree with you. I think it, it's it's a feasible motive that's not way out in left field. Um, so I agree. I did like the motive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do think it's weird that they weren't as upset about the kid that died right there and is on the floor dead. But yeah, sorry, I did forget to keep co- like she just goes, "Oh, he's dead." <laughs> okay, bitch, let's COVID test you. Like it's like, but I don't know. It, it was a very strange reaction, especially because, I mean. To be fair, she didn't see her other son pass away, but this one you literally see him like dead right. on the floor. So it's like, uh, I would think you would like react in a very dramatic way being a parent and seeing your kid like nobody wants to see any loved one right. like that. So I did find that a little interesting too. I'm like, that's a little underwhelming for you. Well, especially since he's their last, I would assume, he's their last kid. You'd think they yeah. would have been a little more upset. But nonetheless, they were not. Um, so the dad rips the Wi-Fi router out of the wall. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when they see that Mary is in the kitchen, I believe. Yeah, it is. Um, yep. But I forget exactly how the next set of scenes play out. I know where they end up. But is there another chase scene through the house? Or is this when the dad... So when they figure out that the Wi-Fi is being used, one of them says, oh, the mom. Oh, it's the friend. So the the dad says, oh, she's dead. Let me." But she's like, like every horror movie thing, kind of like a, a scream thing. Mm-hmm. Make sure she's dead. That's right. right. He goes out. He screams because he realizes she's not dead. So I think he's out looking for her. And as that's happening, the mom is like, I don't know. She's still talking and going on in this. <laughs> soliloquy about why this is horrible and you're a horrible person parker yeah but yeah. she's distracted enough that miri comes up behind her and hits her with a wine bottle that's right the head yeah and yes. they get into like a, a fight as well and they push the mom out through like a window and i think they thought it killed her because yeah. they just kind of left it there right then they go upstairs and somehow the the dad comes back and chases them upstairs and they get him really good. Oh, here. that's right. How did I forget this? I mean, I was like, yes, <laughs> this is how you get a killer back. <laughs> so they shove him off of the balcony and he lands on those freaking deer antlers like yep. through his back. Like, ah, oh, dude, one of the coolest kills I've seen in a long time. Yeah, through his back and through his thigh, which is going through that major artery. That I'm just like, oh, you. I mean, there's definitely no coming back from this. Yeah, <laughs> like even if he it had missed like a major artery and still went through like his side, there's no way he could have pulled himself off of these antlers. No. Like it was so. I wasn't yeah. expecting it. Like the, it happened, and it was like, oh my god! <laughs> like wow, dude. Yeah. It was great. And what I liked is that when they, before they pushed him, I think it it was probably Mary because it would be appropriate. She was spraying what I think was Lysol at him to like, you know, kind of blind him, whatever. And I think it's appropriate, right? Because you're, you're coming at us because of this whole COVID situation and let's, you know, let's just put the nail on the coffin and just spray this at you kind of like a pepper spray, but, and then push him down. I it was one of those very satisfying kills yeah. of a killer. Right. That it's it's been a it's same thing. It's like it's been a while. Like that felt so good to see this guy die. Like yes. I know and it was so shocking. It reminds me a little bit of uh have you seen you've seen Halloween ends, right? Yes. So at the beginning when the kid falls off the balcony and dies in front of his parents and how right. shocking that was. This that's what this really reminded me of, but they showed you a lot really? more. So, yeah. 
No, I, I, I don't know how I fucking forgot that happened. That was one of the coolest yeah. kills. I like I said, I've seen in a while. But yeah, they definitely should have checked the mom because they end up going down to like the utility barn or something to try to get in yeah. the in the uh, ATV and. Mm-hmm. The mom, of course, catches up with them. And I also thought this was really freaking awesome because the mom comes in and is attacking them. They end up teaming up together again and just dousing her with gasoline, right? Yep. And they light it up. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I love it. She's like on fire. And doesn't she like take off running? Yeah. And then what was great is that she takes off running to the road. And obviously, because the fire is getting to her, she's just she slows down. And falls. And then you <laughs> see all the police cars coming from the opposite right. direction. So apparently Miri's text message or her email or whatever got out. Because doesn't she try to email her dad because she can't yeah. get it? So evidently her email got out. And that's how the movie ends with the lady burning in the middle of the road. And you've got Miri yep. and Parker standing there together as yep. the cops show up. But it's like... But it's so satisfying. It really is. And you're like watching this lady burn and you're kind of like, or maybe it's just me because I'm weird, but I was like, yes. No, but it's the same thing with this guy through antlers. I'm like, that's what DJ should have done to your son. But, you know, it's all right. Yeah. It got you back anyway. It's like Somehow. in that scene in Hereditary where the little girl has her head out the window. And when that happens, oh I was God. like, yes. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> dude no i'm that shit was shocking as hell and i saw it at the theater so that was like oh my god <laughs> so good oh i cracked myself up <laughs> this is why we're horror fans we only we understand uh you were you were probably just like god this guy is weird he got excited about that poor little girl yeah exciting and shocking i didn't know it was gonna happen when it happened i about shit i was like you've got to be joking yeah it was it was shocking and i saw it later still shocking yes i haven't i haven't watched it since the first time i watched it but um i would like to revisit we've never done it on the podcast but i would like to revisit it but the first time i watched i watched it alone and Mm. i i couldn't believe it i was like holy cow and then i was like oh that didn't really happen and then they like show the head with the, the bugs all over it but yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good rewatch because it it's is. it's still effective that scene. And then it's one of those movies. Of course, it's it's a twenty four. It's Ari Aster. It's gonna have all those layers and all that shit mm-hmm. going on. But but that one's like really creepy and good. So you should it you is. guys should do it. We probably but. will eventually. They want to do an a twenty four month, and I've been fighting tooth and nail because as you know, I'm not a yeah. I, should, I can't even really say that. It's just really Midsommar really just pissed me off. But I, that's a that's a story for another time. So anyway, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. That'll be another hour and a half. But so <laughs> that's sick, dude. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was um, what it reminded me of was. Do you remember a couple summers ago when out of nowhere Netflix just dropped the Fear Street movies on us and like yes, didn't know they were coming out. Didn't know they were going to be as yep. good as they were. That's yep. what this kind of reminded me of because it was like, hey, Kevin Williamson, they did a great job of marketing it, by the way, because they had Kevin Williamson's name all over this thing. Which makes sense. Well, I mean, they're running off of the Scream success, right? Because Scream is so yeah. hot right now that they're like, hey, yeah. Kevin Williamson wrote this and dumped it on Peacock. I I really, really enjoyed it. I'm I'm glad that you also watched it and enjoyed it, of course. I, I, re- like, I love it. Like, it's so good and... 
I've said it. I'm not a huge slasher fan. So for me, like this is really refreshing. It's fun. And what's good, it's not a long movie, which is another plus. Mm Because sometimes, you know, we've talked about this. Some movies are just so long. Like nothing felt wasted in this movie. Like every minute was used well. Like there didn't feel like a scene like, okay, we could have taken that out. It all fit well together. And it was just fun. And I liked all all the commentary and one big thing I also took away from this which I which actually piggybacks to something we talked about in fresh the friendship between these two is so nice and empowering to see two females not fighting right, right. and they helped each other through this whole thing that even at the end of the movie they're walking away together like holding hands or kind of like leaning on each other and I think that's great like you're showing it instead of fighting like they they never fought unless it was about the mask at the beginning but they were like real friends and they actually don't look like two people that would be friends either right because parker seems like you know the party girl not really you know she's not really focused yet but miri is more mature and more focused but they love each other parker didn't abandon her i would assume best friend for a guy she she told him you got to go the next morning like we're here together. Right. You know, she stood up for her friend when these people were there. So I think it's also a commentary on just friendship and how like it can be powerful and you can withstand even this very traumatic situation, pandemic and a slasher. Well, or a I, think, I think that part plays hand in hand because it when you first see Mary and Parker, Miri is like standoffish, like stand over there. Where's your mask? Don't touch me. We're going to have to ride yep. with the windows down in the car the whole way, etc. And mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, they've just been through. Yes, the pandemic was very serious and very tragic for a lot of people, but they just went through this horrific event. And then you see them yeah. like leaning on each other at the end of it and could give a shit less about COVID or the pandemic. And you see it was just mm-hmm. two people coming together and I really liked that it ended up being Miri and Parker surviving throughout the end of it versus like Parker and DJ surviving at the end of it. Like I think it meant more because it was Parker and Miri. And I also think that storyline was more fun to follow versus if it had been like Parker and DJ that went to the house and then Miri showed up later or whatever. Yeah. Like I think it means more that it was the the friendship and they were able to care for each other through the whole thing. So yeah, and that that was refreshing because you're right. A lot of a lot of slasher movies are relationship, right? It's a boy girl. Um, there's usually some kind of sex involved, right? That whole trope. Oh, yep. the virgin yep. or the slutty one, right? They get killed, not killed. Th- that did. There wasn't even anything sexual in this. Like it just left it very basic, but so good that that's what makes it refreshing. You didn't even eat, need to add all of that. There was gore, but not a ton of gore, unique kills. I mean, even the killer, they weren't like unique costumes, but it was effective. You know, it was just, I don't know. The more we talk about it, the more I even love this movie more. And it's something I could watch anytime. (laughs) Right. Do you think it was more effective because of what they were wearing? Or do you think if they had like a, like a ghost face type outfit or like a slasher type outfit that it would have, made it worse better or do you like what they were wearing i like what they're wearing because it's so believable right it makes it more real i think if they would have done some kind of mask or some new mask 
one, it would seem like, all right, now you're really trying to live up to scream <laughs> yeah. to your yeah. own thing. And so, and I think it would have cheapened it. It's two parents, right? right? I don't I mean, anybody would do anything, but I don't think they would do that. I just think it kept it very grounded and very plausible, extreme, but plausible, like you said. That's what I was going to say is that it makes it very, very uh, realistic because that person could have went around out in public dressed like that and nobody would have mm-hmm. batted an eye. Like I had a joke during this whole thing that it was like, not that I have like a bunch of jokes written down or something. That sounds weird when I say that. Like I got a joke, like I'm a stand-up joke. comedian, but like... <laughs> When during any other time could you go into a bank and see a bunch of people standing there with masks on and think it's okay? Right. <laughs> right? Like normally if somebody yeah. walks into a bank with a mask <laughs> on, you're like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That so, is true. Like, that person could have walked around through this in the in that convenience store, wherever, and nobody would have batted an eye. So it really right. I that's why I like the outfit. Um I think this is a standalone movie. I don't see how they make a sequel or why they would ever make a sequel to this. And I hope they don't. Like, some movies don't need one either. Like, fine, if it makes a ton of money, but just leave it in the glory that it's in. And, like, if they would make a sequel, I mean, it would just probably be another set of parents that got inspired by this set of parents. Like, come on. No, no, no. Let's just keep this fresh and leave it alone (laughs) exactly exactly so all right my last question i have did you like parker as the final girl or what was your thoughts on parker overall i loved her she so when we met her i didn't like her i'm like oh this girl Uh i because she reminded me like you said it perfect of bodies 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 these entitled kids oh my god i have a lake house i i drive a land rover blah 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 but let me tell you the minute that dj knocked on the door and she was like i'm gonna go open it i'll take a knife we have to see who it is like she stood she stood up throughout the whole movie and i thought she was strong i liked her attitude i liked that they didn't like over sexualize her either and make her like running away like "Ah!" like they made her real like this is what probably somebody would go through. So I really liked her. Did you? I did. Um, I even liked her from the beginning. I could tell she was going to be a real spitfire. Um, so I I liked her and I kind of, I don't know how to politically, say this politically correct, but I, I aligned more with her viewpoints of the situation Coleman. they were in. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of liked her right out of the gates. So I was like, okay, she's going to be fun to follow through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know where the movie was going at first. I was like, okay, so is this going to be like her journey through realizing that this is a serious situation? And mm-hmm. But I think it kind of goes the opposite. It shows you that there... Yes, that is a big deal, and it was a huge thing that happened for a lot of people. But there, it through that, we, we grow as people, right? And there's other things that are going on, etc. And I think that she... I think, I think the girl's name's Gideon Adlin. I have it written down, but I can't read my own handwriting. Um, I would like to see her in more movies. I thought she did a really yeah. great job, especially with that character. And mm-hmm. I also don't mind the fact that I shouldn't say I don't mind the fact that doesn't make sense, but I, I like how they added into the writing that you could tell she was torn between, um, 
being with DJ or not being with DJ because that's a realistic thing that everybody at that age goes through with relationships, yeah. right? Because like, yeah. I feel like people see their parents that have been together forever and they're like, okay, is that what I want to do? Like, am I going to be tied down forever? Do I want to go out and party, etc.? So she was making like real decisions that people that, that age go through and all while being in this kind of silly slasher movie. So I thought she did a really good job juggling all that and also being like the strong-willed uh, mm-hmm. final girl not just like your jamie lee curtis final girl from the first halloween movie which i am not a fan of by the way just i know everybody <laughs> knows i complain about it enough and i have the rob zombie halloween back here this is my michael myers right back here so what are you gonna do but that is a great remake it's the best it's the best five out of five stabbies what are you gonna do come at me bro i will argue it till i die <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got to be on that episode because you're in. <laughs> Let me know. I will be there if I'm not sick. If you're not sick. If I'm not I'll make sick. Sure. I'll make sure. We booked this ahead to get it done ahead. You got it. But hey, thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate you uh, allowing me to reschedule this thing two times, three times, whatever it was. But it was worth it. I agree. This movie is awesome. It'll be interesting to see if it shows up in the Stabby's Awards at the end of the year because I think this did release in January, right? Did it? Because when you look this up, Uh it says 2022. Well, as long as it was in December, it counts because we run it. We run it December through through, uh, November. So, you know, I'm going to throw it in anyway. I don't care what anybody says. And I'll cheat so that Scream 6 wins again. Dog, I don't care. No, <laughs> so funny. there are so many angry faces if you if you listen to the stabbies awards people go back and watch it because tawny was ready to jump through the screen multiple multiple times because i think people think i cheated i did not cheat okay i can't help it that i attract a lot of scream fans it just makes sense it does make sense and it's i mean it's it's the most popular like we said it's and it came out last year so it it was the hot take i'm surprised like x wasn't higher up anywhere in there because that was like another big one but Hmm. well i couldn't pick it because i picked scream right so i had to do it the other way but x was probably man i don't did we do our favorite movies from 2022 i think we did yeah i think x was second on my list i don't have i threw that paper away i'm looking around quickly to find it and it's gone. i think it was your second one yeah i love that movie jen ortega i'm a fanboy what can i say she's my favorite right now if they kill her in scream six i'm i'm never watching another scream movie again i will riot in the streets i don't think they would do that but if they I do mean, they are very dumb th- that's why i'm saying that i think that would be a dumb like just cash move Yes. In general, I you know? think all four of them. All the I, I've been calling them the core four. I think that Sam, Tara, Mindy, and Chad are going to make it out of this into the next one. I don't know about Gail. I don't think Gail should even be in this anymore. But that is a story for another for, time. For another time. That is a story <laughs> for another time. But is there anything else you want to say about Sick? Uh, go check it out. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, go watch. It is a fun movie. It's a popcorn movie, right? You pop pop your popcorn and you have a good ass time doing it. Absolutely. All right. You want to tell the people where they can find the Horror Cafe? 
Of course, we are on Instagram and Facebook at the Horror Cafe Podcast, and we are on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, and wherever else. Catch us there. And you're on HMC Studios all the time, so go check out our Cocktails episode. Go check out the Stabby's Awards. Go check out our episode on Fresh was on yours, though, correct? Right. Um, And then I was on your... I think it's your Patreon 2022 top five. That's it. So go join Patreon. Why wouldn't you? You get hours of bonus content and sweet HMC merch like we are wearing right here. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. We're out of here. Bye. Hey, Krubies. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more or you want to follow us on social media, Jess, where can they find us at? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Horror Movie Crew Podcast. And you can listen on any major podcast platform. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. We'll see you next time. Bye, all.